continent with us, first to our apartment in New York and then to the White House. It is the chair in which I sat when I was writing this book. I tried to make some notes for what would be my last speech as president. I had spoken to tens of millions the night before on television. Now I had to think of something personal to say to a few dozen members of my White House staff, dedicated men and women who had served so loyally during the tumultuous days of the Vietnam War and the even more difficult days of Watergate. I couldn't concentrate. I put my head back and closed my eyes. I thought of some of the great events that had occurred in this room. It was here on June 2nd, 1971, that I received what Henry Kissinger described as the most important communication to an American president since the end of World War II. I had been sitting in this same chair, catching up on some of my reading material after a state dinner that evening. It was almost 11 o'clock. Henry burst into the room. He was breathless. He must have run all the way over to the residence from his West Wing office. He handed me a message. It was Zhou Enlai's invitation to visit China, which he had sent through President Yahya of Pakistan. Neither Henry nor I generally had a drink after dinner. But on this occasion, we toasted this historic event with a very old brandy a friend had given Pat and me for Christmas. As I tried again to concentrate on preparing my farewell remarks, the thought which raced through my mind over and over was, how was it possible to have been so high and now be so low? There was a discreet knock at the door. Al Haig came in. His face was drawn as he handed me the last document I was to sign as president. It was a one-sentence letter to Henry Kissinger, Secretary of State. I hereby resign the office of president of the United States. After Haig left, I had only an hour left to get my thoughts together for my farewell to the staff. The day before, I had found it difficult to control my emotions in a meeting in the cabinet room with my closest friends and supporters in Congress. I concluded by blurting out what I knew was true. I just hope that I haven't let you down. Today, I had to find a way to lift up the loyal members of my staff. I knew I should not talk about Pat, Tricia, Julie, Ed Cox, David Eisenhower, who would all be standing by my side on the platform. It would be too painful for them and for me. They had been magnificent in standing up against the merciless pounding in the media, which began after the 1972 election and except for a brief period around my inauguration and the Vietnam Peace Agreement in January 1973 had gone on without any let-up for over 20 months. The family had unanimously opposed my decision to resign. Two days before, I had worked on my resignation speech until 2 a.m. in the Lincoln sitting room. When I went to my bedroom to catch a couple hours sleep, I found a note from Julie on my pillow. It read, Dear Daddy, I love you. Whatever you do, I will support. I am very proud of you. Please wait a week or even ten days before you make this decision. Go through the fire just a little longer. You are so strong. I love you. Julie, millions support you. If anything could have changed my mind, Julie's note would have done it. But I was too worn out to reconsider. 
It was not because I had given up the fight, but because I knew that the decision I had made was best for the country. Two years of Watergate was enough. The nation could not stand the trauma of a president on trial before the Senate for months. The international situation required a full-time president. Once my family knew that the decision was final, they backed it. Pat took on the superhuman task of supervising the packing of all the belongings we had acquired during the past five and a half years in the White House. She had not slept for 48 hours. I don't know how she did it. The way she stood on the platform by my side, erect and proud, though her heart was breaking, demonstrated what I have always said, that she is the strongest member of my family, personal or official. Finally, I decided to talk to the staff about my roots. I spoke of my father and my mother. And then I went on. We think sometimes when things...